Welcome to Alive with Purpose. You are listening to episode 20, Alive with Purpose and Managing Drama. Hello, my name is Erin Aquin. Thank you so much for being here today. Okay, I am going to do a very quick episode for you today because I actually have a client in like 20 minutes. But as a service to that client, I really needed to do some self-coaching. So the story is I was, I just finished dropping my husband off at work and my daughter off at daycare and I was driving home with my infant and we were stopped at a light and someone went to kind of sneak into the left turning lane and as they did so, they hit my car. And the car shook, the baby woke up, he started to scream. And of course, my mama bear brain was just like, oh my gosh, someone just hit our car. Um, They are not pulling over, they're not stopping, they are not checking to see if we're okay. So I started to follow them and I started to honk my horn at them and wave my arms at them and yell out the window like, hey, you just hit my car please pull over. Um, and the woman, I don't know if she was acting confused or if she was genuinely confused. Um, she eventually like three minutes later after I made it really clear that I was going to keep following her, um, until she pulled over, she pulled into a parking lot and got out and she was like, excuse me, I didn't hit your car. So we definitely were starting to disagree. And I just watched myself go into a very dramatic space. And I think this is really helpful maybe to share with all of you because through this dramatic episode, um, you know, as, as we kind of went through it, I did some self-coaching. And it took me from a space of being very emotional, very upset. You know, I wasn't breaking down crying on the street, but my child was screaming and, you know, the the car um, luckily didn't have a lot of damage. I actually think she probably just hit the bike rack because that's what looked a little scratched up. But, you know, we're calling the cops and are they going to come? And like, did she really hit your car, ma'am? Like all this kind of stuff was happening. And I was just getting so upset. I was like, this person is not going to take responsibility for what they did. And she doesn't care that I had an infant in the car, that she hit my car on the side of the car with the infant in it. So anyway, it just really, I could feel myself starting to spin and spiral. And I want to share that I, I did a tiny bit of self-coaching, definitely not enough in the moment, but uh, enough to get me a little bit of space in the situation. And then I came home and did some more because as I said, I'm working with clients today and this is not, uh, this heightened emotional state is not something I like to take into my sessions with me. And these tools are so powerful. I think you can really affect the way you're feeling and the way you're thinking by doing it on purpose. So 
The circumstance of the matter was that my car was bumped. And interestingly, the other driver didn't agree <laughs> with that circumstance. You know, so I, I, like, I don't know. Maybe she was either lying, you know, maybe she was embarrassed that she hit my car or she didn't want to admit it. Who knows? Maybe she didn't have insurance. And because the damage didn't look really visible to her, um, you know, or on the other hand, maybe she completely didn't notice and she wouldn't agree with that circumstance. But the circumstance I'm going to go with is that someone bumped my car. And the thought I initially had about that was how dare this person totally disregard the rules of the road and then not follow the protocol. You're supposed to pull over, check to make sure everybody's okay, uh, make sure there's no damage, call the police and all of that kind of stuff. But she didn't do that. So my thought was like, this person doesn't care about me and my child. That's kind of like the main thought. (laughs) And the feeling I had was rage. You know, I was enraged. I was like, this distracted driver, the whole story. But rage was probably the main emotion that I felt. And the action... I'm sure (laughs) it translated very well for her was that I acted like a crazy person. You know, I was, I was running back and forth. I was trying to call. I was like taking pictures of her car. I was taking pictures of my car. I was like calling the, let's call the police and all of this kind of stuff. And the result is I actually didn't care about her either. You know, I didn't check to see if she was okay. I didn't think about maybe what her situation might've been. I also wasn't caring in the moment about trying to stay calm for my son. You know, I wasn't, I was definitely in a heightened state. Now, the thing with that is I do not believe that you need to be calm in front of your children at all times. I want my kids to be able to stand up for themselves. I want to teach them that when someone does something that isn't right, that you stand up for yourself, that you tell the person that their accept their that their behavior is not acceptable. So definitely I'm not ashamed of the way that I behaved, but it probably was not the most helpful <laughs> thing in the world because the result was that, you know, in, in reality of that situation when I was working with those thoughts, was that this woman was never going to take responsibility for it. Whether she knew she did did it or she didn't, she was not going to take responsibility. She wasn't going to feel guilty. She wasn't going to feel the way I thought she should feel. And because I acted in a way that was not grounded and not calm and not logical at that moment, you know, it wasn't like smashing her car or doing anything, but I definitely was thinking things about her that were very visible on my face and I may have said one of one or two of those things. Um, I didn't swear at her, but <laughs> I really wanted to. Um, but, you know, it, with that, following that unintentional thought pattern, I really got to see that in my mind, in the moment, it was more about having her admit to what she did 
In other words, admitting that I was right and that she was wrong. And that to me in the moment was more important than anything else. You know, because when we did get out and look at the cars, she had scratches all over her car. I have, you know, dings and scratches on my car too. Um, People hit cars in parking lots all the time, you know. No one could prove that this scratch was from her car. And, you know, once I kind of started to calm down and realized that it was just going to be a couple of hours to sit there and wait for the police, and it was not over the damage amount that the police kind of require to have somebody come out, it was just going to waste my time. And that actually was more important to me than being right, than having her acknowledge anything. In fact, the fact that we are all okay was more important too. So I really had a chance to work through that model when I came home. And when you kind of step out of the acute emotional phase, at least for me, Something that comes up a lot is that I do try as a thought experiment to put myself in someone else's shoes. So I think about, okay, have I ever made a mistake while driving? Yes, of course. Now, I haven't made a mistake where I've hit someone's car, but I have, um, you know, been in a parking lot and opened my door into someone's car and the way I act about that is like to be very apologetic and, you know, I, I try to be very respectful and make sure that the person knows. I always leave a note if it's the person isn't there, that kind of thing. That's happened twice in my life and people are usually very grateful. Now, that was not this woman's approach. And it's crazy because essentially I had a scripted manual of how I wanted this total stranger to act. And that's kind of an expectation that is not really within my control. So I did the thought experiment of trying to put myself in her shoes and realized that there's probably a lot of different reasons why she maybe didn't notice that she hit my car or she didn't want to admit to it. But at the end of the day, she's a human being. And however whatever happens to her from here on out really doesn't affect my life at all. So I could see that maybe I'm not going to like love this person, track her down and go have coffee with her because the way she acted was not something that I, or it was not a way that a a person that I would want to be friends with. But the truth is I probably didn't act in a way where she would want to sit down and hang out with me either. (laughs) So it was really interesting just to see how probably the behavior that we were both displaying in that moment was not the way that we both normally are in our lives. So it offered me a little bit of compassion for her, but it also helped me in a strange way have compassion for myself because I know that sometimes my tendency when something else happens is to always just inevitably take the blame. I'll take the blame for something and then I will secretly think that I was right, that I was the victim. (laughs) Um, And that doesn't actually feel good. So by getting her attention, getting her to pull over, checking out the cars, making sure that my child was okay, I was really doing the right things in my mind. I'm really proud of 
you know, my ability to stay calm enough in that moment, because, you know, it was just a bump. We're totally fine. But in my, in that moment, it could have been like the car could have been on fire. That's how it felt in my mind. Like that's where the primitive brain goes. You know, you just, something really small can happen and it triggers this whole thought loop, which creates big, huge primitive feelings like rage and fear and, um, disgust which create actions and results that aren't necessarily helpful. So the other person besides her that I do need to continue to extend compassion to is myself because my response, you know, of course I wish it had been different now, (laughs) now that I've calmed down, but I also think that I was in that moment trying to be a really good parent and make sure that my child's safety was number one. So I pulled over. I checked on my kid. I made sure he was fine. I took him out of the car seat. I checked him over. Um, And at the end of the day, I'm actually really glad everyone was fine. It was not a really big deal. The bike rack will survive (laughs) and people make mistakes. I made a mistake in having the huge emotions and letting that sort of carry me into a space where I got flustered and wasted about an hour of my time. And she made a mistake for hitting my car and maybe being a little distracted or maybe she still thinks she didn't hit my car, but she's not listening to this podcast. So she hit my car. So, you know, at the end of the day, I'm totally kidding, by the way, I I realize how that sounds, but I am, I am truly, um, grateful because having a little bit of space just gives us the ability to change how we feel. You know, I can do a lot of thought experiments in this moment and say, well, if that little fender bedder hadn't happened, then maybe there would have been a worse issue further down the road or, you know, maybe this will help me have more attention on the road. Like maybe I will kind of take that with me and say, hey, not everybody is super aware when they're driving and I need to be twice as aware in order to feel really comfortable behind the wheel. So there's just so many possibilities of ways to think and to feel here. And I just wanted to offer that to you today. And I'll share with you before I end this little mini episode, my new model. So the circumstances that my car was bumped. The thing I want to think about is I'm so glad that everyone is safe. And when I think the thought, I'm so glad everyone is safe, my feeling is calm. And when I'm calm, the way that I act is I move forward with my day. I don't sit and spin with it anymore. I do the things on my calendar. And when I'm in the car, I am just even a little bit more attentive. The result, because I'm doing all of that, is that everyone's safer. My time is safer. (laughs) 
I've really saved myself some time. And when I'm in the car with my family, I'm more vigilant about taking care of them. I look both ways even if the light is green. And I think that is, you know, the best result. The best result is I just do everything I can within my power to keep my family safe. So that is what I have for you today. I hope you are safe on the road. If you are driving while you listen to this, please be careful with other people on the road. <laughs> Don't touch your phone while you're driving. And yeah, I and I hope that you just have a really wonderful week. I feel so much better after doing this little coaching session with you. So if you would like to see what coaching is all about, I really want to encourage you to head over to alivewithpurposecoaching.com. I am going to post some new sessions. I am opening myself up for one-on-one sessions again, and I'm going to have information on how to work with me. And this is, you know, just a really tiny example, but if you would like to kind of see the power of this work in your own life, I hope that you will join me and check out a session. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will talk to you soon. Drive safe. Thank you.